0: rescue radio because there's a war for your soul
1: and indeed there is a war going on for our souls Father God, we thank you for this very beautiful day, that you are awesome, that you are good, and we declare that you are in control of all things because you are the Lord God. And Father, thank you for your divine protection, your wisdom, your counsel, your, your will being done in our lives, even as it's being done and declared in heaven at all times. Father God, I pray that you would raise up the warriors, the soldiers, those uh, men and women of God, even children who you've designated and called to go forth fearlessly into the harvest field lord god we thank you for those who have already laid down their lives for you following you serving you the christians who have given their lives for you thank you lord god that they were faithful to complete the journey i thank you lord jesus for this uh opportunity to share the word of god that we would rightly divide it, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper because we know, Father, as we see it around us, the devil is raging and furious and panicky and storming the gates of heaven, but you said the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. So, Lord, give us wisdom and counsel to pull people back from those gates of hell. And I pray now that you direct our conversations, that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, and the enemy cannot snatch these things from us. May each one who hears today receive the me- the, me- uh, the message with joy, a blessing, and the answer to their prayers, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, as we are Doing this program, we just are a few days from mm-hmm. Resurrection Day. Resurrection, yeah. Sunday, <laughs> <or> post
1: <laughs> Resurrection.
0: Post Post Resurrection, but there is a Resurrection coming.
1: Another one. Uh, several. A, a, there's a, actually been several well, yeah, already. Been several. You know? already. Jesus there's, rose from yeah, the dead, and yeah. then the people who were in in Jerusalem uh, after he died came out of their graves. There's a Resurrection there. And um, there's a yet other resurrections, at least one more to come. But let's talk about that resurrection issue um, in Mark chapter 12. We kind of talked about it a little bit last time, if you remember. Uh, but starting with verse 18.
0: Yeah, it says, Then some Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to him. And they asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote that to, wrote, wrote to us that if a man's brother dies and leaves his wife behind and leaves no children, his brother should take his his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were, you know, they come into a hypothetical situation mm-hmm, here, right? Mm-hmm. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and dying left no offspring. And the second took her and he died, and nor did he leave any offspring. And the third likewise. So the seven had her and left no offspring. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore... <laughs> I'm just kind of laughing because of these the question here. Therefore, in the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, "Are you not there? You are. Are you not therefore mistaken? Because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God." Yeah. So
1: <laughs> their conclusion to their own hypothetical situation.
0: <laughs> he says. Their conclusion
1: uh, is that there's no resurrection. Yeah, for
0: when, <laughs> when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like a- angels in heaven. But concerning the dead that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. You are therefore greatly mistaken. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm well. You know, I'm not kinda, sure why okay. I'm
0: all laughing at this because because well, it's so
1: stupid. Because it
0: is because and
1: first of all, first of all, these <laughs> are the Sadducees. They don't believe in the resurrection in the first place. So you're now seeing behind the scenes their bogus reasons for not believing in the resurrection. Well, it is something so ridiculous. It's like <laughs> their argument, their hyperbole hyperbolistic, I don't know if that's the word. Uh, uh, um, hypothetic. Hypothetical, yeah, uh, there hypothetic. you go. <laughs> Situation that they described to yeah. Jesus, which then justifies there being no resurrection because they don't know whose wife she would be if there was such a thing as a resurrection. Well,
0: so, these the Sadducees, they were the elite. They were They were like... Um,
1: the e- elite in what? The area of well, just they ignorance were, or no, what?
0: They were, they were wealthy. They self-righteous. Were, they were kind of, in wealthy, America, they yeah. would be like the Democrats. Of Ooh, our ouch,
1: day. I don't... <laughs> well, um, we're yeah. not political here. No, okay. we're not
0: political, but I'm just saying pe- people would relate as well, they are okay, presently. They're
1: like the people who want to believe in the uh, the reincarnation as opposed to the resurrection or something. Satan has given no, other well, people options. These guys didn't believe any options. If right. there's, They just believe you must die and that's it. You stay in the ground like believe, an animal. They
0: did not believe <clears throat> yeah, in, in the like resurrection. The they didn't believe in, the in angels. They didn't believe in demons. Uh, and they did not believe in the prophets.
1: Ooh. What the, did you know, they believe they, in? Well,
0: supposedly they believed in, the word. in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, That's what, what's called the Pentateuch, those five books of the law. Supposedly those are the ones... Um, though they're, the, they're the only ones they gave credence to, but these are the
1: rulers, the council that rules over the they're temple. Part, they're over part the of the Jewish Sanhedrin. Yeah.
0: they're hobnobbing. They would be the uh, theological liberals of the day. Right, they were in with Herod, in but, with the government, <laughs> in with the Romans, and they were many um, were on the um, hopeless the Sanhedrin, which was the council combination or the council. It was it was all it was kind of like the supreme court. And the Senate, as we would have in America, all rolled into one.
1: Mm-hmm. So they made this argument to Jesus. They were kind of trying to defend their belief that there's no such thing as resurrection by giving him this bogus story. It would be like me uh, saying, "Okay, I'm going to buy my. I, I go. Uh, I, I'm buying food. I need to eat food. I'm buying food at the grocery store. But everybody who goes to that grocery store and has bought food there, you know, many of them died. Therefore. Because they died eating food, I don't need to eat food. Mm-hmm. It's like stupid. Like you can't. Jesus couldn't even argue with it. It was such a dumb <laughs> argument. And so, but I'm he,
0: wondering if Jesus is kind of just chuckling to himself as they're asking these questions, like, because what they're doing all the way through, you see the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all these. They're coming around trying to catch him at his words. Right. So they're asking him all these trick questions. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus always had the right mm-hmm. answer. Yeah.
1: But 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 see, he also took the opportunity to uh, answer some more questions, some other mistakes that people had by saying in verse 24, Jesus answered and said to them, Are you not therefore mistaken? Because you do not know the Scriptures nor the power of God. For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. Are like the angels in heaven. In heaven. He had to put that qualifier, the angels in heaven... Do not marry, but the angels who fell from heaven to earth some of them did marry, and that 's why he had to put that in the angels in heaven do not marry because uh, Nora you know so so he's talking about several different things here, but this thing about the angels uh, pointing out that the angels who fell to the earth, some of them married, and in Genesis six, we see the sons of God, which they were called um, the naughty sons of God they weren 't the good sons of God anymore just because you're a son of God doesn 't mean you're you know, you're set free and born free, and created you get by, yeah. created by God. Anyway, they had their their they had their opportunity to to choose or not choose, and they they rejected. But God, but anyway, so they married, and that's what we have. Where we have the giants, the offspring of the giants, and from the giants, which are called the Nephilim, um, at their death, their spirits became the demons, the evil spirits that are still disembodied spirits to this day have nowhere to go, so they just prowl around on the earth, you know, infesting trying to get into, get free rides on and in the bodies of human beings. And uh, that's what we call possession. Now, these demons, if, if you're a Christian, they cannot technically possess you, if the word possession means own, because they cannot own you because you're already owned by the Lord God. But they can control the occupation. Uh, through occupation, they can control a lot of the doing and activities and behaviors of the one Owned by gods, which makes very much confusion, conflict, and distress, even among the ch- the church.
0: So the Sadducees did not believe in life after death. It's like when you're right. dead, you're dead. So, but they throw the, the, what they're trying to do is prove that there can't be life after death because it would be too confusing in this case that they just presented was, about yeah. the woman who had seven husbands. Yeah. So they're saying that there's so therefore, no therefore it's too our little made up story is too complicated To resolve, therefore yeah. therefore there you know could not be a resurrection nobody could resolve that well god said jesus said i yeah he said you don't know script. you don't know the power of god mm-hmm. god takes care of this kind of thing and yeah then here, have, here's the deal oh, uh,
1: well let's talk about the resurrection for just a second in 1st corinthians 15 paul talks about Mm-hmm. The fact of Christ's resurrection, yes. first of all. And he said, um, you know, this is the principle. This is the pivotal uh, principle. This is where our hope rests. It doesn't rest in Jesus so much dying on the cross and saying it is finished. He could have said all of that stuff, but if he wouldn't rose from the dead to enforce it, there would have, been, would have been just, just words. words. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So um, when we hold fast the profession of our faith, part of that profession is the hope of eternal life and the resurrection from the dead. Um that It says, verse 3, I, chapter 15, 1 Corinthians, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which was also I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. These three things, he lived, he died, he rose, according to the Scriptures. These things, he died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose. These are the three principal points of our, of our, of our gospel. Uh, and then he talks about the people who actually literally saw him face-to-face, 500 at a time. I'm sure all 500 weren't having, having a, a mirage or a hallucination at the same time. And then he says, last of all, he was seen, by, I, yeah, I saw him, one born out of time. He wasn't there in time to see this, but he got to see Jesus anyway. And then he says um, he was called to be an apostle. Then he says, now, verse 12, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there's no resurrection from the dead? If this is the main point of what we're saying, and, 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 but in fact people don't rise from the dead, then we are preaching a, not only a fake gospel, but a, a pointless gospel.
0: If there's no resurrection...
1: So resurrection, and so Satan, remember, for everything God has, Satan is a counterfeit. So God has given his people the true hope of the resurrection, being raised from the dead, being living with him. So Satan gives his people a false hope of reincarnation, that they can recycle again and again their spirits, their souls. They can come back as a butterfly or a caterpillar or a a worm or a bird or a bat or whatever. And where's the end of that? Mm-hmm. What you have to be good, good, better, better. You know, each life you get to improve, so you don't have to come back with such a low grade, you know, uh, existence or identity. This is this is the... an eternal. This is eternal mm-hmm. hell right here. There is no such thing as that uh, reincarnation. reincarnation. Yeah. It's called the regeneration, which comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Satan has a counterfeit, and then he says, um, he goes on to verse twelve. He says. Uh, now, if Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there's no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, like the Sadducees say, then Christ is, re- then Christ is not risen. Or if Christ is re- come, he's pointless. In the- <laughs> and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is in vain in your faith also. Because why? Because the point of our faith is eternal life. The point of our faith is reuni- reunification with jesus christ in heaven in our home um thus thus yes we are found false witnesses of god because we have testified that god he that testified found false witnesses of god because we have testified of god that he raised up christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise so all of this jesus rising from the dead that is, a, is, Satan's trying to make it look like it didn't happen. Like Let me it's read a fake. verse
0: 16 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen.
1: So if he didn't rise, we don't rise. If we don't rise, he didn't mm-hmm. rise. It's and kind if, of the same and thing.
0: If, and if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, it's empty. It's and you're still zero, in your it's sins. Nothing, and you're still in your sins. So here
1: the resurrection homes. is what really annihilated it's our, our s- Yeah, it is, our sins. Yeah, um, and
0: those, then also those who have fallen asleep, those who have died in Christ, have perished, they're done. It, nothing, you know, mattered Christ, nothing, nothing mattered then. Nothing that Life
1: was just a big circus of nothing. Mm-hmm. You if know, in nope, this, all this pain. All this. Ver,
0: in ver, yeah, right. And he says in verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable because yeah, yeah. because we're doing
1: it, all this self-denial all this suffering all this well all this attack
0: that comes against yeah. us because we belong well, they, to jesus from well they're the enemy, they're right there's the a proof
1: that if there's such an attack i mean, there must be a reason for the attack mm-hmm. and it, that in, in itself speaks that there's war
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that this is a real thing but Paul says, "Well, we get—you know—we're going to castigate ourselves, be servants, uh, deny ourselves, and it's going to be worthless if there's no resurrection." He's not doing it because he's going to get a reward of resurrection, but it sort of comes natural out of one who loves and wants to be part of what God is doing. Because Jesus Himself was like that; so He was selfless and sinless.
0: And he gives other details here too. But if you get to verse fifty mm-hmm. in First Corinthians, now, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, to come into the fullness of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. our our human bodies. bodies cannot handle it, right? <laughs> Nor are. does corruption inherit incorruption. In other words, so we there have has to be a change. Yeah. So, so while we're here on earth, there's this process we call sanctification where we are growing in grace. Paul said, Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
1: The container that we have now, this flesh and bone body. We need a different container container to handle it.
0: Some some containers just on the earth, you can handle certain liquids, but then some you can't. You have to have a special. It has to be stainless steel or something. Or some
1: containers, they can't handle fire. We And I think spiritual life, eternal life, the fire of God has to be put in a different kind of vessel, which is... um, you know, a spiritual.
0: And in verse fifty-one, he says, "Behold, I tell you a mystery." Now, a mystery here in the Bible is not talking about like a mystery novel, the Who Done It kind of thing, but it's it's it's, so, it's a, a truth that's hidden, that's being revealed. That's being revealed. He says, "We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Not all die, but we shall all be changed. Sleep there speaks of the sleep of death. In a mm-hmm. moment, in the twinkling of an eye." At the blink of an eye, just a twinkle of an eye, mm-hmm. very fast. At the last trumpet, there for appear. the trumpet yeah. will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. In other words, the dead bodies—you know, maybe in the grave for hundreds of years, thousands of years—or they mm-hmm. maybe have been uh, cremated or something like that. The dead are going to be raised. Amen. You know, God and, knows
1: where their DNA is, and, whether and it's in we the sea shall or be changed.
0: So, those that are alive when the Lord returns. We shall be changed, Mm -hmm. for this corruptible must put on incorruption. In other words, we're subject to weakness, Uh sickness, decay, must put on incorruption. Because we have to be uh, probably dressed for heaven. And our bodies that we have now uh, would not be able to handle the glory and the power and the beauty of of, of heaven. Mm -hmm. So this mortal must put on immortality. Mm -hmm. So, when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this, this, is, this is when you're talking about getting a glorified body here, mm-hmm. and this mortal has put on immortality, in other words, where we, when we last a few years here on earth, and then we put on immortality, where we're going to be with the Lord forever, yeah. so shall we ever be with the Lord, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory.
1: Yeah. Oh, death, where
0: where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Go ahead and read. The sting
1: of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. That's a very forgotten verse, Mm. that the strength of sin, what makes sin sin, what makes sin sinful, is the law. Mm -hmm. And Satan wants to keep the law very active, the old law, the law of eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, the law of guilt and consequences, Keep that law very active in the minds of those who've been liberated from the law, set free by Jesus Christ, who became a curse for us, who brought us into a new place of grace and not legalism and law-keeping, but following Jesus through keeping the uh, the commandment of loving the Lord your God with all your hearts and mind and strength. But notice here that um, the sting is of sin, the way sin hurts, the way it can require pain punishment uh penalties uh for those who are involved in it is because of the law and notice also that the believers back in in first uh, corinthians uh verse twenty nine, fifteen twenty nine, say they were actually being bat- standing in proxy and baptizing for the dead those that they figured oh oh no they missed their baptism oh no we don't know if they're going to go to heaven or not But in faith, they stood in and baptized, were baptized for the ones who were dead because they believed that there was a resurrection. Mm -hmm. They believed there was a reason that there was life after death, that these people weren't dead, dead, that they were still maybe just like people. Some people pray certain people out of purgatory. These people, Christians, uh, were praying um, for people to be, you know, baptized through their actions, which is kind of interesting, actually. Um, and
0: by the way, there is
1: to see that our actions can can be manifested in eternity or in those in the world of the the dead, so to speak.
0: By the way, there is no purgatory. The purging of sin takes place when we put our faith in Jesus, right? And we go, we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior through that but process of sanctification. But it's the same kind of a principle. But it's not. We're not uh-huh. going. We died. We don't go to some. Intermediary pray, place ah, where we yes. have to pay somebody oh, so many, uh, so to, many pray ideas. to pray us out of there. You so know?
1: many ideas about eternity, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, you know this. This group says this. This this theology group says that. This word says that. It's just well, like
0: well, the the, fat, the the sat back to the Sadducees. They just, I mean, they had they had no hope. <laughs> really, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you're dead. You're dead. We don't believe the prophets. We don't believe in angels. We don't believe in everlasting life. We don't believe in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what do they believe in? I don't yeah, what know. What is your faith in? What, what, okay, what's your faith here? But let's finish this out in 1 Corinthians 15, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Keep and in that resurrection, keep, keep on, on going. believing, keep. trusting you're going to live forever. You're passing through here.
1: And in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, he says, Paul is greeting the churches. Then he says, verse 2, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. There's what we're doing right now. And the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. These are the two things God is looking for. A faith that is growing and being practiced through love, growth, and the, the abounding of love towards one another. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. These people were able to endure patiently tribulations and persecutions and death and murder and martyrdom because they had faith in eternity. They had faith in eternal life, in the in the resurrection from the dead. They weren't just going to be killed here, and that's the end of the story. They were going to be transferred, translated to the next kingdom, which is God's eternal kingdom. Um, and then he says, but their willingness to be persecuted and, and go through tribulations is manifest evidence of the righteous judgments of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. So we're suffering here, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. So God has a right to get even with those who are killing his Christians. God has a right to bring judgment upon those who are beating up his children. So don't, when you pick on the Christians, don't forget their father, because you're going to have to answer to him just saying, okay. And and to give you who are troubled, he says, since it is a righteous thing for God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are troubled rest, with us when the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, which is about to come. God is going to bring, restore reward and rest and peace and health and in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a judgment coming, and God is righteous in that judgment because, you know, he has given everyone an opportunity to accept him
0: and uh, Jesus. John chapter 5, verses uh, 25 through 29 Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the The Son Son of of God, God. and those who hear will live. Mm -hmm. As the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself, Mm -hmm. and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. That's right. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in Mm -hmm. the graves will hear his voice, and come forth. Okay, you're, you're not going to say, no, I don't think I want to come. Well, I yeah, just want to stay here. There's, sorry, not you're not going to get out of that. You're not going to So get everybody out of it. will
1: be resurrected, some to eternal life and some to eternal damnation. That's so what it it's says. basically, you're not going to sit this one out by just staying dead.
0: That's what it says, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. That's so, what it
1: says again in Second Thessalonians. He says, these shall be punished, those who re- do not obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes, listen, in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because of our testimony among who, who, you as was believed. So the testimony that God brought through Paul was believed. These people believed it. Then they were set free um, from the fury of God that would come in the day of his vengeance. And when he comes on that day, he will be glorified in his saints. So Jesus is coming back. Uh, we know exactly where he's coming to. He's coming to go through the eastern gates of the, of Jerusalem. Those gates have been sealed for thousands of years. He is going to come through there. And at that point, there will be the victory celebration, and his kingdom will be set up on the earth for a thousand years. Well,
0: you know, we have And to...
1: in that kingdom, I believe there's going to be those who are still alive, never died, and those who died and have come back resurrected, to mingle together in his thousand-year reign. But th- as far as there being no resurrection, if there was no resurrection, what would be the point of any of this? it would be no point. Why would a creator even make a creation that was just going to be burnt up, burnt up, recycled, burnt up, nothing to come of it, nothing to grow from it, nothing but tragedy and more pain. and Je- Yeah,
0: Jesus is returning. He came. Now, the, the Jewish nation, for the most part, The Jewish people are looking for the first appearance of the Messiah, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the guy that they think is the Messiah is going to be the Antichrist. So, but for those of us who know the Lord, know Jesus, Jesus said, do not be deceived
1: in the last days. First words he said in all of the uh, discourses on the end times, the last days, the first words out of Jesus, do not be deceived. Do not follow false Jesuses, do not follow false Holy Spirits. False not, prophets. False prophets. The, the fake. Nothing out there, people, is as it appears. Nothing. Everything has. There's an agenda pretty much behind it. So every you, political yeah. statement, every political yeah. move, they're moving this world towards globalism. Don't kid yourself. I don't care if we do have a Republican president right now. It's not that we want right. globalism, but that is what the Bible says will happen. So it has to be that way so we can have the Antichrist spirit, the false Jesus. All of these things that they have to rule over one world, over yeah. The, the globe.
0: right, you know, the, the the world is not going to be saved by finances, the or political, or the elite, the elite. So they the, don't want
1: to save it; they want to destroy it.
0: Yeah, the the antichrist is is going to be seen as a savior, right, by the Jewish people and, he's alive and by now. many in the he's world. Here now. He's he's alive. He's getting ready. He's He's already been
1: manufactured or concocted or yeah, he's, created he's, he's by Satan, Satan, whatever. Absolutely, taken over by Satan. We don't know yet, but, but how that works. But what's
0: what's going to come? What's happening is that the return of Jesus Christ, and it is not going to be a secret, humble thing. Yeah, not baby, like in the manger, not, not no. Not like a baby born in the manger. No. Uh, secret under uh, under the radar. No, no, not no. someone that just is going to be just constantly. Mm-hmm. Rejected, attack during his you know, life here yeah. on earth. And
1: it's not me, like.
0: resulting in the crucifixion, which God prepared. It was evil yeah. men. He, men, oh, motive, men and women, motivated by Satan, that called for the crucifixion of Jesus. But since before the foundation of the world, he
1: was crucified.
0: God, he is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So, so yeah. it was ordained, even though in the hands of the, the devil and the, working through these Overplayed people his hand. thought that he was going to destroy. But God's plan, mm-hmm. you know, cannot be stopped. And, and, and Jesus is coming back, and nobody's going to stop him. Uh, yeah. Reve- uh, Revelation nineteen eleven. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat oh, on man. him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one Justice. knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Mm-hmm. His name is called the Word of God, and the mm-hmm. armies in heaven—that would include those of us who, who love Him, or raptured, or caught yeah. up, or yeah. died previously. Yeah, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. You better get learn how to ride, mm-hmm. right? Well, we'll get taught real fast, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, now, I'll, if you don't, if we don't know already. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God and he has a name on his robe and on his thigh a name. King of kings and Lord of lords. The beast and his army uh, are going to be defeated. I mean, he's coming to rule. He's coming Mm -hmm. to reign Uh, With justice, vindication,
1: health, and the restoration of all the things that that have been stolen from us, our minds, our families, our relationships, our peace. All of the things that you just take as common, everyday, ordinary troubles of life, that you've just accepted as normal, like anxiety, can't sleep, restlessness, fighting in the family, um, being lied about. Um, being deceived, tricked, ripped off, all of these things that we just take for granted as just part of the being on the planet. Fake
0: news.
1: (laughs) All of these things will be brought to justice because none of these things are righteous and none of them are from the righteous Lord God. And so, you know, the thing is, that's kind of shocking is that we, there's nothing really, I guess, at this point, we've been very desensitized and hardened, all of us, by the tragedies the terror the, the like for example just on on the sunday the resurrection sunday how many hundreds of people were killed and maimed by the the blasts of the bombs from the ISIS people uh who are people maybe uh who hate or think they're they're doing god a favor jesus remember jesus said they will kill you and say and think that they're doing god a favor yes but what god do they are they favoring? Are they, are they working for? But anyway, back to the subject, that this shocking death toll, it's going to continue to mount because there are many martyrs, and we're in that part of Revelations right now where their voices are crying out from the altar. I don't know if it's the fifth or sixth seal or whatever it is. And he said, wait just a little longer because we have to add more to your number. There are more that are coming. But then, then, then God will vindicate them. But the, the shocking thing is that everything that's that's been not shocking anymore— when Jesus Christ comes back to the earth, it will be shocking because it does not fit the paradigm that most people live in. They live in a, a, a murder, terroristic, uh, uh, global global you know earthquakes, pandemics, epidemics, death, fear. It's there. All of that is definitely there. And for us that are not lost and for those who yet to need to be found, um, this is the crisis moment. When people can be brought to Jesus Christ so that they will not be cast off, lost, um, and destroyed. But the shocking return of Jesus Christ is imminent. I mean, we're, we're you know, um, it's not 2,000 years away. It can't be 2,000 years away because we're in the 6,000th year about right now. And he says, six years, days, the days as the 1,000 years, he worked and then he rested. So the 7,000th year, which is the seventh day, is the day of rest, which will be the millennium. Not this, not, we call ourselves, you know, generation millennials and blah, blah, blah. But we're talking about the 7,000th year, which is the year of Jesus Christ rule and reign on the earth, where he's going to rule with a rod of iron. Can you imagine and a say, rod of iron?
0: Yeah, in other words, what they're talking about, n- it's like a, a authority. But we think of, a, a you know, a rod of iron, we think of some vicious dictator, like a, a Stalin or a Mao or, or mm-hmm. a Hitler or something like that. But the rod of iron, he's going to rule in what righteousness. Right, righteousness is going to be the rule during that thousand-year millennial period after the Lord. There will be no outbreaks of, of terrorism. People. There will be
1: no outbreaks of wars, world wars, and 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 injustices. There will be no mafia. There will be no mobs. There will be no false and wicked judges. There will be no corrupted congresses. There will be no. Um, you know uh, in just people dying for lack of bread and food and and poverty and and witchcraft and scamming and scheming there'll be no fake tv there'll be no demonic programming mm-hmm. that we listen to every day there'll be no emfs and no uh, mp5s and all this And there, there'll be no of that none of that stuff will be because it will not be tolerated in god's
0: earth well because during that time satan is going to be confined absolutely he's going to be the confined. problem troublemaker He's he's there. And then at the end, at the end of that thousand years, Satan is going to be loose for a little season, and there's going to be a whole bunch of people. That fall you, for him. Even after the rule of Jesus for a thousand years, they're still going to well, go after Satan. Well, like,
1: it's, it's like the, the rule, the, those to be tested are not those who have already been tested. Those right. of us who have already li- uh, been alive and lived this in the natural man by, and accepted Jesus Christ. Is some of us? Um, I don't know if we'll all go be raptured and then come back. Those who are yet alive, it is coming. Um, but there will be people who don't die, who didn't know Jesus, who hadn't been introduced to Him yet, and and during the millennium, maybe they were introduced to Him, but they have not yet been tested. So at oh, that must, that juncture, must be a test. yes, we have to all have. Everybody gets the uh, the, the the freedom to choose to reject God. So those who haven't yet had their freedom to choose to reject God because they were just born under this peaceful rule of Jesus Christ, they will be, uh, Satan will do the same thing to them. He'll try to corrupt them, try to um, uh, weave his lies, his webs, his snares, his, for a little while. We don't know how much that little while, is. could be another year, a thousand years, who knows? I don't know. But those people will be the ones who must be taught during the millennium about the goodness of God and the, the return of this liar. So just like we're looking for the coming of Jesus, when Jesus is ruling, we have to be looking for the return of the liar to tell these people that don't fall for that. And we can see even now how cunning Satan is in what he has done to create, even in the hearts of believers, um, this desire for uh, immortality, this desire for Jesus, this desire for the presence of God. He's used all of those things to get people to fall for fake uh, fake Jesuses, uh divination, deception. They have crafted all of these fake uh, I- I- scenarios, uh, fake feelings, using our feelings, feelings, using events, circumstances, false. What do you say? There's going to be false fire, false miracles, um, lying, lying signs, signs and, and wonders. wonders to deceive yes. if possible, even the very elect. And I have seen myself right now, even in this short time, elect to have been completely deceived completely, it's very scary when you see them under the influence of divination and false Jesuses and antichrist spirits and they don't have a clue. As a matter of fact, they're still talking about Jesus, 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 and the Jesus they're talking about is not Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Um, But but they're talking about a false Jesus that Satan has created, concocted, the infatuations in their mind. And, And now there are many, I would say a good handful, if not more, maybe a dozen, maybe maybe two dozen ministries th- that are fairly big that are promoting this kind of false relationship with the fake Jesus and seducing these people through divination. And if you want to read a very interesting set of passages, seems off the subject, but I don't think so. If you want to go to Ezekiel, I'm not going to do it now, but check it out, Ezekiel chapter 13. Uh, and And God is saying to Ezekiel, It's uh, to pray for the, uh, to curse, basically, um, the false prophetesses, the ones who are sewing sewing these magic charms in their sleeves to hunt the souls of men. Now, God would not say for Ezekiel to do something, pray against something, uh, curse something, expose something, if there isn't something to do, to expose, to, to, to cry out against. So this really is going on back then. Uh, the judgment against the false prophets and the prophetesses, uh, starting verse 17, 13, 17 of Ezekiel. Um, And so we're in that today. And and it says that the bottom line of that is, therefore, you shall no longer envision futility or practice divination. For I will deliver my people out of your hand and you shall know that I am the Lord God. I am the Lord. So delivering the people out of all these errors, like the Sadducees, they had the resurrection uh, misunderstandings didn't believe in that then you have all these other people under the spirits of divination who, who believe you know that there's a f- false jesus and i mean they believe jesus is their jesus is the right jesus and he's not things divination is something that looks like some makes something to look good when it's not good and it, it's like bait on a hook It's what it is really bait on a hook
0: yeah, the, the the Sadducees were just very, uh, how could you say, secular, secular, political-minded, power-hungry people. Blind. It's interesting, though, what Jesus said. There's a great principle here. You know, they had that question about all the, all the seven guys, that, the brothers that mm-hmm, raised had had this most, wife yeah. and whose wife is going to be uh, in the resurrection, which they did not believe in. So they're tempting him. They're teasing him and saying, how can the resurrection Concocting. be? Because all this is too confusing. but verse 24 of Mark 12, Jesus answered and said to them, and we can apply this to a lot of situations, Mm -hmm. are you not therefore mistaken? Okay, you're making a mistake. He's saying, okay, you're wrong. And who likes to hear that, right? Uh You are mistaken. Why? Because you, number one, you do not know the scriptures. Number two, you do not know the power of God.
1: Well, here, just look at what I flipped to here. John uh, chapter 5, he says, You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me, that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. So he's saying, you search the Scriptures, in them you have eternal life. And these are they which justify me. But you you seek the scriptures, but you don't respond. You don't uh, really br- really believe. You you give lip service, and that's what he's scolding a lot of people for giving lip service to the commandments, the laws, the traditions, all of that, in and an, just simply so they look good, so they can move up on the power on the on the chain of of com- power, control, and command. And he, he says you search them. But, you know, the, the, if you have access to the scriptures and you deny them or you don't rightly really divide them, they can become the very thing that will be used to judge you.
0: And see, you see, too, where um, the people of God here, the, the Israelites, you know, as a nation, they were in occupied territory by the Romans. And they had all these di- little divided groups. Mm-hmm. You know particularly the Sadducees, the Pharisees that were um you had the scribes, many splinter warriors, groups, many different splinter groups, each of them are trying to having a different they got a different opinion
1: mm-hmm.
0: about what God had said and what God had right. done, and it's okay so we got that today in what we call Christianity much. Right? So much division, so much confusion. Satan has taken the word
1: of God and he's counterfeited it. He's he's made lookalikes. He's watered it. He's removed portions of it. He's used parts of it (laughs) to that are truthful to to bait the hook, to create and corrupt and pull people into nets and snares. In Luke 24, remember when Jesus was after the resurrection was walking on his way to Emmaus with several of his disciples. And he walked with them and talked with them, and it says, um, and they were sad, and they were telling him about this, you know, the, the death and crucifixion. Um, and he said to them, "O foolish ones and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets had have spoken! Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glo- to, and, and, and to enter into his glory?" And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he began to expose, he expounded to them on all the scriptures and the things concerning him. Then, So they were reasoning in their hearts, trying to figure out what had happened. He began to open the Scriptures, the Scriptures that they had had in front of them their whole lives, that they didn't get. And I believe that's part of the problem. When you search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which testify of me. If you think that the Scriptures are going to give you eternal life through all the do's and don'ts, and all the laws and commandments and, tr- and traditions and, and, and symbolism and blah, blah, blah... And you don't understand that all of the scripture, everything is centered around the word of God, Jesus Christ, his truth, his life, his coming, his death, his resurrection. And you're not willing to surrender to that, to his, you know, uh, sacrifice. He's, he, he was the substitute sacrifice for us. He stood in our place. He took the death penalty. He took the death sentence. He rose from the dead. But because he stood in our place and took that death penalty, we are free. We're free. We're not on the auction block of slavery anymore to be bought by the highest bidder of, of Satan's uh, you know emissaries. We're here to walk off that chopping block in freedom, knowing who we are, and, and in rejoicing in that life and that freedom that Jesus gave us. He gave you a life not to be bought and paid for and usurped and stolen from you by the devil, but for you to live that life for God's glory and for a testimony to Jesus Christ's faithfulness in you. Jesus yes. said the
0: thief he referred to Satan as a thief mm-hmm. and I think basically God, Satan was using the religious people
1: and their hunger for God to
0: steal away life from them really mm-hmm. and, 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 he and said, make it all dead rituals and, and we can and, and we yeah they were throwing all these rules and rituals on the people
1: and With we, no power. And
0: next time no we can hope. talk more about that. But he said, you don't know the scriptures mm-hmm. nor the power of God. No, look at Mark chapter 10, verse 26. Interesting. How many know Jesus is really smart? Mm. He's very <laughs> yeah, I mean, then he, he says to them. He says to them concerning the dead that they rise. Okay, Okay, let's talk about this resurrection. Have you not read in the book of Moses, in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying... He's talking about Exodus chapter 3, verse 6 and verse 15, okay? Haven't you read this in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying, spoke to Moses, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, that's how he identifies himself. Okay, all right. right? Mm-hmm. And because they were living know, people, still mm-hmm.
1: living, not dead people.
0: Well, yeah, they were living they were,
1: somewhere, not right there on the planet, not right
0: not, not then. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they you were think living. okay, they were not by the, by Moses' time, they were they were gone, right? They'd passed away. But he is not the God. Of the dead, of the dead, but of the living, living, Mm -hmm. you there are therefore greatly mistaken. In other words, so he uses the scriptures that they these people right Mm -hmm. these people the Sadducees that deny the resurrection. Read the Bible. He's using their word, (laughs) their their part that they believe. They say they believe Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. He's using those very scriptures to, to prove them. that mm-hmm. God is the God of the living. In other words, like you said, Marjorie, in a, just a moment ago, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were still alive. God is not the God of the dead. Of the dead, He's the God of the of the living. And
1: you're going to live somewhere. Don't think it is everybody's going to look at death, my my final peace, my final escape, is death or suicide. You are going to continue after that moment of checking out of your biological physical body. You are going to continue to live on in one of two places. Bottom line. So make sure you end up landing in the right place because eternity is a long time. It's too long to make the wrong move here. It's too wrong to make the mistake. And so but if you don't believe in a resurrection, how can you be living? as if there is one. How can you be wanting one? How can you be hoping for one? If you don't, if you've been told by Satan, there is none. And how did they believe that? Because they have the stupidest, insane, illogical reason to believe that there's no resurrection. They, it's hard, you know what the problem is really, it's really hard to believe a lie when you're built by God to believe the truth. You know what I'm saying? You're built by God. We're built, with the divine nature of God to love the truth, to know the truth, to recognize the truth when it walks past us, and so, and to come to the light when we see the truth, the truth will draw us to the light. The light of of the world is Jesus Christ. When well,
0: Jesus told the story of the rich man and Lazarus, and there was a beggar named Lazarus, and there was a rich man, mm-hmm. and um, that he 16. went by where um, the Lazarus was. Lazarus was just, you know just basically on the street but he was and the dogs came and licked his sores it's a mess. very kind of a deplorable situation but he was he was a righteous man 15. he was a man trusting in god and this rich man it was you know did not go um you know because he was rich, rich.
1: he didn't go to hell because he got rich? that passage yeah, right there it's okay. uh, 15, 16, luke 16 yeah. um 19 There was a certain rich man who was clothed with purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. They had more compassion on the poor Lazarus than the rich man did. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And Being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, likewise Lazarus' evil things, but now he is comforted, and you are tormented. This reminds me of the Beatitudes: "Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted." Mm-hmm. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall um, see God. Or, you know, hear it, all good things. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that there no one, that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, "I beg you, therefore, Father, that you should send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers." that he may testify to them, lest they also be come to this place of torment. So now he's starting to think about other people, finally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Abraham said to him, You have Moses and the prophets, let them te- hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And then Jesus says, but if," But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, nor will they believe, be persuaded, Though one rise from the dead. Jesus knew he was going to be rising from the dead. He knew he's risen from the dead. He knows you have now that testimony, witnesses that he has risen from the dead. And the question is, are you going to believe him? That he's risen from the dead, and it says we are uh, we uh, we crucified with Christ; therefore, we are raised with him. In Romans chapter six, um, it's not you know what we can't do anything about the rich man anymore. That's not our pl- problem. It's not our, our our situation. But it says um, in Romans six, it says um, let's see. We are therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Um, For knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Notice he's not saying we're depraved. He's saying we're slaves. We were enslaved, possessed, controlled by the demons of this world um, and the body of death. Um, For him that he died, he died. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God through our Lord
0: Jesus Christ. And we think, you know, what you mentioned about repent, he says, says, oh, they repent if they see someone rise from the dead. And he said, okay, Jesus said, okay, the word of God should be enough for you. Okay. And the resurrection from the dead, you know, was going to be accomplished. So we have the word of God. We have Jesus raised from the dead, and a lot of people still, when that is presented to them, they still um, will not believe.
1: Well, one of the problems is they don't see faith active in the true, in the hearts of true believers. Um, when Jesus That's was talking sure. to the disciples, um, you know, he was talking to them, about if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain and it'll be removed and cast into the sea. Um, he said, "Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons." When you don't see those kinds of powerful um, confirmations coming through the believers, because they're halfway dead themselves, because they just barely believe it, they believe it with almost as much, with as much uh, enthusiasm as the unbeliever <laughs> doesn't believe it, and so you have no power, no demonstration. Uh, when Jesus was here, there was no question. There was power in demonstration. You had no excuses. This man was doing stuff that was supernatural, beyond human reason, miracles that couldn't be explained any other way except through a divine intervention. Eyes blind, eyes open, eyes, kids that were men that were born blind and now grown adults, eyes opened, uh, ears deaf, uh, demon-possessed, um uh, cancers, deaths, things that could not be, and there was a power source. He was connected to the power source of heaven. And you don't see a lot of people today walking around purporting to be followers of Jesus Christ with much power. All they have power to do, it seems like, is argue, argue and reason and try to explain and, and justify their, their doctrines. And, and, and with no power, you can, you can explain and justify and argue and debate doctrines all day long and nobody's going to get saved because we don't get saved through reasoning. We don't get saved through logic. We don't get saved through making a good argument for something. We get saved because there's a revelation of Jesus Christ, his spirit to our spirit. It, it's like it's like um, it, we're, our spirit says our spirit is a candle. And in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, search, uh, searching all the inner roofs of the heart. Well, the candle, you can have a candle. I have many candles sitting around in every place in my house that are not lit. And it's a good thing they're not lit because they'd burn my house down because they're, you know, <laughs> in closets and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, But once your spirit man gets exposed to the fire of God, and that fire has to come through an outside source, the candle doesn't light itself. You know, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't sit up and say I'm gonna be lit today. Some other person being situation has to come by and light the wick with of the, the candle yeah, with the fire. And so we don't have a lot of believers out there that with are lighting the <laughs> with the fire that are lighting many of these dead spirit candles.
0: So what Paul says, you talk about, you know, remember Jesus said you're mistaken because you don't know the scriptures. Right. Or the power of God. The power of God. There this you go. is why people yeah. are mistaken today. Because they don't. This get, is why people are word. wandering and confused, and involved in all manner of evil because they don't know the Scriptures and don't know the power of God.
1: Yeah.
0: But what Paul said to the Corinthian church years and years ago, of course. And I, brethren, when I chapter First Corinthians two verses one through five, when I came to you, I did not come to you with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Mm -hmm. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is the message. Mm -hmm. Not a bunch of philosophy, um, but Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. He said in my speech, it wasn't his personal charisma, Eloquence. Eloquence that mm-hmm. was doing it. He says, my speech, verse 4, and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. He wasn't just a golden-tongued orator. And again, First Corinthians 2, 4, last part of the verse, but in demonstration. Mm-hmm.
1: Of the Spirit. Of the
0: Spirit and of what? Power. Power. Demonstration that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Which the, which, which, which the Corinthians were all about wisdom and learning yeah. and the Greek mindset like we have today in many ways mm-hmm. in the U.S., uh, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So there was a a, a demonstration of the power of God. And, and demonstration, it wasn't mean like a, a, a riot or a... Mm-hmm. Or, or, but A it, showing forth. Or, or a uh, showing forth. And it wasn't just... Um, uh, something to show off mm-hmm. for the sake of showing off, right? He's, but it was, he says, you could see. It's something that you could see. It's it's a, it was a tangible expression of the kingdom of God as people believed, as people were set free, mm-hmm. as people received the gospel. As well, sick here it says, in verse healed. seven,
1: but as but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages. For our glory. So when we dis- when you spend your time in the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit begins to uh, reveal to you those hidden wisdoms, those hidden mysteries, uh, then you go to verse nine. But as is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man things that God has prepared for those who love him this thing is not entered into the heart of man but it can enter into us through our spirit when his spirit ignites our spirit he bears witness with our spirit our little spirit man the candle it says actually in Proverbs 20 the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inner rooms of the heart well the candle is doing no good at searching until it's lit and so then the Holy Spirit begins to you know, take you on a tour of your life to show you things your eyes cannot show you things your ears your hearts cannot see things that were prepared now when God God reveals those things to us through his Spirit. Um, We search all the deep things of God. Um, It says, For what man knows the things of of a man, except the spirit of the man which is in him? But God has revealed those things, uh, even so no one knows the things of God, except through the the Spirit of God. For we have received received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. So God is showing us miracles. He's showing us healings. He's showing us things that... The world and, and reason uh, and responsibility and, and, and reality tell you cannot be, cannot be, cannot be. And God is showing you, yes, they can be. Yes, they are. And so this is where we have the um, the um, His Spirit bearing witness with our spirit. And once that's happening, you're ignited, and then you can light the candles of other people because you can light them with truth, with miracles, with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know... Sometimes people think, well, if if people need to really have a lot of hard things happen before they believe they maybe need need to get cancer or have an accident or a tragedy in the family to a wake up call. There are some people that get wake up calls very that need them and get them very easily, dramatically. Well, but but here's like the... this. But that's not necessarily. You know, it's like this. It's like
1: this. It's like this. You know, as you grow up in the olden days, they would take you to the woodshed and give you a spanking if you were naughty. And they, and it's not like okay, the harder the spanking, the more humiliating, the more shaming, the more uh, much it hurts, the more it hurts. That's going to bring you to a a change of heart or a turn of of mind. It may actually push you the opposite. When people Mm -hmm. have bad things happening to them, Mm -hmm. it oftentimes turns them bitter. And, and, and hard, it doesn't really you know, bring them to God. So it's not about, you know, having horrible things, cancer, this, that. Some people in those desperate moments will finally surrender to God, and that's good. Well, and that's where we need to go. But the thing is, it's, it, you don't need to have this bad, bad, bad thing happen to you before you surrender to Jesus Christ. What makes you surrender is the revelation of the exactly, truth to your spirit. Exactly. That this, is, that this world is not enough. It's mm. not where I want to be forever. It's, it's, it's a pile of junk. Okay. So let, Let's let, pray this yeah. right now. So,
0: Heavenly Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And those that are listening today, Lord, I pray that those that, that know you, Lord, as Savior, will have an increasing revelation of who you are. And those that may be listening today that have never had that, Lord, I pray that the lights would go on, yes, the revelation of Jesus will be there, and that they will believe, mm-hmm. they will receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord, as Savior. Mm-hmm. And and Lord, you are the true light their candles, transformer. Lord, really. Transform their lives. Take them out of darkness Transform and put them into your life. light. Oh, into Help us, Lord, to walk in the truth. That will set us free. Yes, Father. In Jesus' name, and the Father. power and
1: demonstration of the Holy Spirit ignite the spirits, the candles of those who are lost yes. in darkness. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location?